Welcome to Being Human. This week, my guest is Peter Stevens. He's a scrum trainer and coach and creator of the personal agility system. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Uh, it, it's great to have you. And, and the connection is Lisa Adkins. I, she was a previous guest on the on the podcast. She herself is an agile coach. And she, she started talking about this this idea of personal agility. And now when she working with clients, uh, with executives, or wherever she might be coaching at a personal level, she is, is a big advocate now for them taking on personal agility themselves, almost pre-cut, taking Agile into their organization. So I'm delighted, delighted to now to, to get to, to go deep with it yourself. Yes, and it's such an honor that someone of Lisa's caliber, you know, got interested in personal agility and got excited about it. I mean, she practically uh, invented coaching in an Agile context and coaching Agile teams. Uh, you know, so for her to get excited about it is, is a great honor. So I'm really, I'm really happy that this this was the connection. <laughs> great. Okay, so let's start with the uh, the genesis for the for the okay. agility system. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, you know, it's spring of 2016, and I discovered that I was working an awful lot, and um, somehow the attempts that I were making to get my workload under control. Um, you know, I tried just about everything, personal Kanban, desktop Kanban. Uh, I heard about getting, th- getting, to, getting things done, but that didn't resonate with me at all. And I just felt like I needed a better solution. And so I started uh, looking for a solution. As I say, I think it was like March or so of 2016. Um, by the summer, I was kind of sharing what I'd come up with, you know, with friends of mine and colleagues of mine or customers of mine. And by October, November, interesting things were starting to happen. Uh, first of all, I met... Um, uh, well, no, one of my one of my customers, I told him about it kind of during the break in, in one of our uh, scrum training. And I get this spontaneous three-word email from him about four months later saying, this really works. And about the same time, I had met up with Maria Mattarelli. Uh, she and I are doing the personal agility book t- together now and also creating the, uh, the institute and what we hope will be a bit of an ecosystem around it. And uh, I was introducing it to her. I was hoping she would help me with the marketing. And we got into the questions of what does, per, you know, what is personal agility? And we were about maybe 20 minutes into the discussion. And all of a sudden, you know, the wheels started clicking and, and personal agility started helping her think about what really matters. And she realized that what she thought mattered didn't matter. And what did matter was something else entirely. And bang, she was able to reorient and change her, really change her life dramatically. Uh, from one minute to the next. And, you know, I think that's why people get so uh, excited about personal agility is it's, you know, very simple questions and they help you to make uh, great, um, you know, great recognitions. And so we decided to collaborate on that. And um, uh, I learned a lot about marketing on the way. We created the first online courses for it. Uh, we started certifying, or not, certifying is the wrong word. Let's call it recognizing practitioners in 2017. Uh, we're up to about uh, three recognized practitioners all around the globe. And, um, you know, right now we're starting to, um, um, you know, build, building on, on the excitement of people like uh, like Lisa, <coughs> excuse me, you know, we're starting to build a coaches community to kind of help spread the word. Brilliant. Okay. And the, these these three questions that you talk about, yeah, tell, tell us a bit more about these these questions at the heart well, of Well, you know, the first question and the key question is uh, what really matters. And that's not necessarily an easy question to answer, but once you do have the answer to it, and personal agility helps you figure it out, um, then it's possible to make decisions. You know, it's like knowing where you, you know, if you're, if you're navigating your boat someplace, it's like knowing where you want to go to. 
once you know where you want to go to, then it's easy to navigate there. Um, the next two parts of it, we call it celebrate and choose. Celebrate what you've got done, choose what you'd like to do uh, moving forward. And you basically, it becomes a you know simple weekly rhythm. Um, you know, uh, every week you celebrate what you got done last week. You look at what you could do this week, and then of the, all the things you could do, well, some of them are important, some of them are urgent, and some of them are going to make you happy. Which ones do you have time for? Which ones do you, do you want to focus on? That's setting your course for the week. And right. by your course every week. Well, this makes it possible for you to, um, you know, first of all, just recognizing, you know, what is the destination is huge. And then, um, um, you know, and then being able to check your progress to your destination every week is also huge. And that's what, you know, these, these simple questions, these are the strength of personal agility. Right. Um, and that, and it seems like such an obvious question, what's important to me, but I guess a lot of people don't necessarily make space to ask themselves that question as part of, how they operate. Is that your, uh, you know, I think every one of us has kind of a gut feeling about what's important. Um, but a lot of things are important. And the thing is, if too many things are important, then nothing really matters. You just kind of spend, you know, you just try to do everything, you know, and the problem is there's, there's just too much to do and you can't do everything. And so, uh, you know, important things fall by the wayside, you know, people, um, you know, and people get upset because you're not doing things that, the, that they consider to be important. Um, whereas when you get focused and kind of say, okay, I'm going to do this, but not that. And here's why, um, you know, first of all, you make sure you satisfy those important commitments and those can have a huge, um, impact in say your, uh, your professional life or your personal life. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just getting clear on, I don't have time for everything. So what do I want to do? What really matters? Everything matters, but what really matters? That's what, that's what personal agility is about. Right. And I'm just, and, and in my mind, I'm seeing if I can make the link between what we understand in, I suppose, agile as applied in software teams. And it, um, one of the things that let's say, and certainly Scrum does very well is to say, well, okay, let's focus on this thing for like right. the next few weeks. So it's, I suppose the team is asking themselves that question. What are we going to make important and focus on for yeah. this, this, this fortnight, whatever it might be? And, and we're applying that at a personal level. Yeah, conceptually, you find a lot of similarity to Scrum. Okay, so, you know, Scrum has this role called the product owner. What does the product owner care about? Well, the product owner is the source of the vision. Uh, the product owner gets to prioritize the backlog and say, what are we going to do this week? Um, and you have this concept of, um, you know, the team who solves the problem. Okay, so the product owner formulates the problem and the, t- and the team solves it. And But then there's this questioning and challenging and kind of, you know, are we doing the right thing? Have we set the right priorities? Uh, is anything getting in the way? This is this is what the Scrum Master does, and so you know I think you know if you want to get and I, I think this is one of the reasons why Scrum is so successful and, and personal agility implements the same patterns. Um, you know the first skill is doing work. Um, the second you, know, you got to get the stuff done. The second skill is uh, prioritizing. You know, um, and the third uh, skill is basically challenging yourself. Um, are you working according to priority? And more importantly, have you set the right priorities? Okay, and that in, in you know in Scrum that priority is make your stakeholders happy or earn money for you know the company that you're working for or delight your customers or you know it's it's something it's kind of focused on something in a business context. And if we look at what really matters, well, that's kind of a more general way of formulating this, and it's it's more applicable outside of business. What really matters to you? Yeah, and, and the other thing I'm I'm thinking as I as I as I hear, listen to you here is that. Yeah. Um, 
I, I suppose that what's true for software teams is that they're, they're swimming in a lot of complexity. There's a lot of yeah. demands on their time, mm-hmm. many different ways to solve a, a particular issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As, as individuals, we have a similar set of challenges, right? So I guess I, it's, yes. it's no great surprise that we can find patterns in that world that, that apply to us at a personal level. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. totally agree with you that, you know, the patterns kind of repeat themselves at all levels. Um, the challenges that you have as a person, you know, they, the same challenges are present in teams and those same challenges are present in organizations. And so you see it scaling all the way up, you know, kind of the, the, the same problems. You know, what really matters? You know, what are we going to work on? You know, <clears throat> let's get this done before we go on to the next thing. And then the other big element, and I've been taking your your emails uh which you, which you offer as part of your platform um is this cel- this idea of celebration tell us yeah. tell us okay well the, the idea is very simple um you know every week um you know every week you got some things done um every week you set out to do some things now are the things you got done the same things you set out to do very often they're not okay why because well you know life happens faster than you can plan it and so you know, basically the attitude is, you know, it's your life. You're the captain of your boat. You get to decide what you, what you want to do. And if in the heat of the moment, you got to do something different than what you had planned. Well, that's okay. There was a reason for that. And so the idea is look back at what you did and, you know, give yourself a pat on the back because, you know, you got stuff done. Um, now it's interesting, you know, kind of like a GPS uses your previous positions to kind of guess where you're going. What you spent your time on is also a hint about what you considered important. And maybe your gut is making a different decision than your brain would make. So you did this stuff and it was great and it was important. And now we say, hmm, okay, is this taking me where I want to go? Is this helping me become the person I want to be? You know, so that celebrate is on the one hand affirming yourself, but it's also looking at, well, what's, what's your course? Where am I going? And then as you choose, you can say, well, am I going where I want to be going? And if the answer to that question is no, well, you say, okay, where I really want to be is 20 degrees to the left. And how am I going to spend my time differently to get there? And so, you know, a very classic thing, um, every book author, you know, especially their first book, they say, well, you know, do I do something which pays the bills or do I write my book? Now, obviously, the bills have to get paid. Um, but on the other hand, if you don't take any time to write your book, that book is never going to get written. Okay. And so this is this concept of urgent and important. And, and personal agility gives you, gives you a, you know, a very simple tool for, um, you know, balancing those two demands on your life. Right, right. And and you said in the, in the guide that I read that your wife is your celebration coach. Is that right? Uh, she, was, well, she was my celebration coach for, for, I guess, the first three years that we did it. Um, I'm actually now trying to focus more on my business side. And so my wife and I, we still synchronize up uh, probably once a month, not as much as we used to, um, because the the... Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm more focused on trying to reduce my work in progress. I've, I've got too much stuff going on at work. And I that, that one really matters question. I have to answer them myself. And I decided to focus on business for the next uh, for the next couple of months. So I see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still doing we still do it with her, but uh, or together, but not quite with the same frequency and intensity that we used to do it because the, the planning has moved to business. Right, and but but how does that work? I, I'm sort of imagining you with a, with her with a list and, and high fiving <laughs> you on each item. I mean, what, what, how does that go? Well, so basically, I mean, the way we the way we do it is, um, um, you know, so I've got my kind of list of list of things to do on my Trello board, and you've got, you know, if you've uh, done personal Kanban, you see the waiting, working, and done, uh, which is very very similar. Um, and so basically, the first thing we do is we look at what happened last week. 
Okay, you know, and that's this. So there's things that are in the done column. Um, you know, we talk about what happened, and um, you know, then after we've talked about all the things that got done, and sometimes we recognize the need to do other things. Oh, now we finished this, and now we have to do that. Um, and then we have this kind of ceremony where we move it from the done column, you know, what we got done this week to what do we get done in uh, October? Okay, or September, we're in September now. So what do we get done in September? Okay, so we got a, we've got a column for June, July, August, September. We can actually look back and see what happened in each of these months. Okay, and this mm -hmm. is, we call this the breadcrumb trail. And the breadcrumb trail, this is kind of helping you understand where you go. So anyway, that's the high five movement. When we move all the stuff that was done, bang, yes, done. Okay, what's, what's going to happen this week? Okay, you know, and then we got the kind of the list of possibilities. And then we have the, um, um, what is it? The other thing we do is uh, we look at our calendars. Okay, because, you know, in a family, it's, it's, it's very important to sync up on what, um, um, you know, kind of what's happening in the family, who needs the car on Thursday kind of stuff. Um, and what we discovered is that if we get synced up on how we can support each other, what's happening in our lives, um, that actually prevents a lot of conflict because, you know, consider that I need the car on Thursday. If that problem appears Wednesday night or Thursday morning, it might be very difficult to come up with a plan B. Whereas, you know, if you think of it, if you notice it at the beginning of the week, and we actually looked at the calendar one to two weeks in advance. Um, so that gives us some chance to resolve issues before they, you know, before they become a real source of tension. Anyway, so then we look at our calendar and then we go back and say, okay, um, what, do, what do we want to get done this week? And this is where, you know, this is mostly about me organizing my business life. Um, but on the other hand, as you know, because I'm independent, there's not that big a difference between independent, you know, between private and business. So if something is important in the family side, um, you know, that comes on my board as well. And so like this week, a uh, concrete example, um, I discovered that my, or I was told that uh, my son's bicycle appears to be too small and my daughter's bicycle has kind of gotten under the weather and we need to look at both of them to do repairs on, on my daughter's bicycle and consider whether my son needs a new one. So what happened is this came up as a card, so I didn't forget it, okay? And that's really the, the important thing about getting things done is, you know, write things down someplace where you won't, uh, won't forget them. You know, and then Saturday morning, okay, kids, we're going to look at the bicycles. And I fixed Julia's bicycle and I looked at my son and, yep, the bicycle is definitely too small for him and we need to find a new solution. I see. And, and they've all gone as tickets on your, on your sort of family. Yeah, these are tickets, yeah, and it's tickets, wait, you know. So basically, our, um, we call this the priorities map. And the difference between a priorities map and a Kanban board is the, uh, the first column in the priorities map is what really matters. And those things don't change very often, okay? You know, so like making sure that despite my business demands that I do things for my friends and family, uh, especially for the family, well, that's that's very high. Um, you know, that's my number one priority. Every week, you know, I, I want to do something important for my family. And um, then I've also got things related to work and related to personal agility as priorities two and three. Um, the next column is about possibilities. What could I do? And then I highlight the things that are important, usually by sorting them. And if there's something that really has to get done this week, that comes into the urgent column. Okay. And so this is, this is the what I could do. Um, and then we get into, well, of all those things, what do I want to get done this week? That's uh, what I talked about before setting the plan for the week. So I'll pick some of the urgent ones, some of the important ones. Okay. And move them into the, uh, move them into the this week column. Um, you know, and then the this week, you know, from that point on, it's kind of like, uh, much more Kanbanish. Um, 
That is, we take the uh, take the most important card, move it into the today column, and say, okay, if I only get one thing done today, that's what I want to get done. And if I get distracted, that's what I want to come back to. Okay, and so this is this is how I kind of stay focused on, on getting things done through the day. Right, and this board is open for your wife to or your kids to to look at. Is um, my wife has access to it. Uh, my kids haven't had. This is their family Kanban board. This is my Kanban. So remember, the yeah. first board. It, it, I, I guess you know we could do a family board, although having too many boards and too many columns is kind of a, a risk and side effect. So you know, keep the, keep the number of boards small. Uh, my wife and I share share the board, although the board is mostly about my work, uh, you know, and the things that I do. And uh, but yeah, she has access to it. Um, we did have some conversations at the beginning. Uh, I talked to her about the coaching stance, and you know, so the idea is that she's the um, uh, she's the scrum master in this, not the product owner in this particular case. Um, that is, you know, her job is to help me figure out what I want to do with my time. Uh, so it's really my board, and I get to decide who gets to look at it. And, you know, it, it's 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 very helpful to share it with her. And every once in a while, she puts something on the board. Um, you know, but this, this asking each other coaching question, um, that also turns out to be a very good way to, uh, um, to work with each other, uh, or not right. to work with each other, but to live with each other to, you know, to deal with the, the challenges and conflicts of daily life, you know, is by asking yourself, asking each other questions rather than stating positions. Um, it's, it's, it's a much more collaborative way of going through life. That's interesting. And what are the, some of the questions that you, you tend to use a lot with, with your wife? Because I think this is fascinating to hear people really taking this into their families. Um, what are the questions I use with my life? Okay, well, um, what's important? Okay, you know, what do you, what do you think that we need to get done this week? Okay, why is it important? Uh, what's getting on your nerves is always a good question. You know, this is kind of the impediments question. Um, and okay, where do we start? Or where could we start? Okay. And, you know, at the beginning, you know, in, um, what is it? In design thinking, they talk about divergence. What could you do? What are the possibilities? Um, you know, and then going to convergence of all the things we could do. What are we going to do? Uh, this divergence and convergence that works in so many different contexts and especially in the family where, you know, it's, it's, it's so easy to kind of get focused on, you know, what you want to do yourself. And, you know, that, that's, that's a development process that the kids go through to learn to see other people's perspectives. And so, you know, learning to diverge is, I think, really useful. Right. Um, right. Um, and do you find that, that your wife asks you certain questions that, 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 that help you? As... Um, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that, 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 that she's taken to doing is we go on vacation and she'll ask a retrospect, retrospective question, you know, at the end of the vacation. Okay, you know, let's look back on this time. You know, what were the high points? What were the low points? What would you like to do differently next time? You know, and so that kind of stimulates some discussion in the family. Right. Okay. So it sounds like uh, she and, and does she she's taken this on. And does she have a background in agility or coaching, or is she entirely new to this? Not at not at all. Now, what she is doing is a um, uh, she's doing a training as kind of physical therapist. It's called uh, cranial sacral therapy. And to me, it sounds like uh, it sounds like coaching at a, kind of at the cellular level of the body. You kind of um, have a, it's, it's somehow you you have this conversation with the body at a nonverbal level and kind of remind the body that it like to be healthy. And then the body kicks off its internal um, uh, healing plan. And so, you know, she's been going through the training for three years now, three and a half years now. She's got, I think, one more quarter to go and then she's done. Um, and it's interesting that the things that we talk about in coaching, like creating safety, um, you know, are just as relevant in a therapeutic context as they are in a, um, 
um, you know, in a work context. And, um, you know, it sounds to me, I, I, I don't claim to understand, I, I'm, not the medicine, the, I'm not the doctor in the family, but it, but it sounds to me that at a, at a very physical level, a lot of the same patterns are still happening. Um, mm. You know, this, this creating safety, having a conversation, letting the body figure out for itself what it needs to do. Uh, there's a lot of healing power in that. And it's, it's just like coaching, letting the, the person you work with find the solution to the problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that, that resonates massively. I mean, I've done a lot of uh, rolfing. In fact, yeah. my rolfer was, was one of the guests on the show. Rolfing is a way to work with the, the fascia, um, mm-hmm. the connective tissue in the body. Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. And so it sounds very similar to craniosacral therapy in, in some of the ways that the body is manipulated. But yeah. Um, yeah, you're right to say that there are similar patterns in terms of where, where am I blocked? Mm-hmm. Um, how, sort of asking the body, how do we, how do we negotiate this block? How do we move through this block? Mm-hmm. Um, asking the body what it needs, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, as it, and it's weird to say this, but you're right. It's done at some, at some nonverbal level, right? Through sort of manual exploration. It's, yeah. Uh, well, there's, there's this thing, you know, a lot of, you know, like complexity theory and emergence is, is the, you know, the idea that um, new entities exist through interactions between simpler entities. Okay, so like atoms interact to form molecules, molecules interact to form proteins, proteins interact to form cells. You know, it's, I'm oversimplifying a bit, you know, <clears throat> cells interact to form bodies, um, you know, bodies become people which interact to form, you know, families which interact to form societies and so it's, is this whole concept of emergent. And the interesting thing is the patterns kind of repeat, you know, kind of all the way up and down the emergence, you know, the emergence pyramid. And mm. so, I don't know, there, there's, there's, um, we, the, this would be a whole talk. You, you, you gotta have a conversation. I, I, I was gonna say, you gotta have a talk with Tim Urban about his wait but why thing on, on, on emergence and, and how it re- reacts to how, how people interact with each other. It's really powerful stuff. And, oh, wow. and but the stuff it goes, the thing is, it doesn't just start at the level of an animal. It goes all the way into the, c- the cells in the body and the components of the cell. Uh, these same patterns, it's, it's, it's all fractal. It's going all the way down and all the way back up. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so there's cool, there's, there's cool stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, 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 that, that totally resonates, resonates with me. Um, yeah, and so you, and so uh, yeah. One of the questions I was going to have was, so you you've obviously got, come some way now in terms of implementing this in your life right. and into family. Um, what have been the like the number the number one two challenges that you have personally had in adopting this way of work? In adopt in adopting it, um, you know what I find the hardest thing to do. Remember, we said there are three things to get things done: doing, prioritizing, and questioning. Okay, and questioning is really this. Um, Stop, take a step back, look at the big picture, you know, what's happening. And, you know, then asking yourself these questions. Well, you know, am I working according to priority and uh, have I set the right priority? You know, am I acting according to what really matters? And, you know, this, we come back to, to emergence. And, and this is where I've really come to believe uh, in the power of collaboration, you know, that is working with, you know, getting other people involved, even if they're just asking you the question. Um, I find this. Um, Yes, you can do it by yourself, uh, but I find it much more powerful if you do it with someone else. And so I think that the, the biggest challenge is, is kind of breaking that hurdle, saying, who can I do this with? Who can help? Um, because it's, it's help is collaboration is tremendously powerful. Yeah. And, and, so, and, and for you, is that approaching your wife and saying, hey, I, I'd like you to help me with this system? Is that, is that where that, the fear kicked in? Or? 
Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's interesting. You know, when I when I was sharing personal agility with with my colleagues, and they said, "What? You're asking your product owner to be your scrum master? You've got to be crazy." And um, you know, it's, it's it, there's there's a lot of dynamic in, in a couple, and there's, there's there's a lot of energy there. It's a, it's a very very uh, strong relationship, and a lot of energy gets set set in motion. And um, I don't know. I guess, I guess some people have respect for the you know the amount of energy there. Um, for us, it worked very well. I know some other examples. I, I know of one couple, um, you know, he's, he's her celebration coach on Mondays and she's his celebration coach on Tuesdays. And, you know, they, they, they really spend a lot of time being very, um, both supportive of each other and intentional about what they do. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen them both in action over the course of, I don't know, I guess two years. I bump into them, I'd say, on a, you know, once every uh, six months or so. And it's interesting to see how they progressed, you know, because of the energy that they're bringing into this. Right. Um, you know, because you know, once you once you once you start get moving, you know, once you start building on something, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's, I don't know, it's these exponential progressions. You see them everywhere, and I've definitely seen this, especially in him. This has really, you know, made huge changes in his life by starting with small steps, and you know, the steps get bigger, the directions get clearer. And, uh, you know, in his case, I don't know, he stopped smoking. He's lost 20 pounds. He's, you know, much more, you know, you, you can see he's much more fit than he was a year ago. You know, who would have thought? Um, you know, but, but you kind of get this, you kind of get things going and then all of a sudden they, these things build on themselves. So it's really wonderful to see. Wow. Yeah. That, that, that is powerful. And, and all based off this, this, this personal inquiry, the asking these powerful yeah. questions. Yeah, it's a, it's a starting point. You know, this is, this is what, this is what gets you going. Uh, one of the things I like to say is change is easy if you want to do it. And, uh, you know, by asking yourself, what's, you know, where do you want to be? Oh, I want to be there. Okay. Well, let's go there. There's nothing, there's nothing stopping. Yeah. Um, and in terms of your clients, then what, what do you often find are the biggest hurdles for them in the early days of getting going with this? Um, biggest hurdles. You know, it's funny. I, I don't really feel, I mean, when I work with the client, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of, I guess there's a certain willingness to work with me. And so I haven't felt, um, you know, every once in a while, I went into someone who kind of doesn't resonate with, um, you know, and I guess, you know, nothing is for everybody. Uh, but most of them, they find, um, you know, they, 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 they kind of get into it very easily. And, and they discover that, uh, you know, thinking about what matters is a powerful concept and visualizing it's a powerful concept. And, you know, I've seen, I've seen everybody from, from students to CEOs, um, you know, basically been able to profit from that and say, oh, yeah, you know, helping me get focused on what really matters, what really matters to me. Um, and, you know, by doing this, and, and I've seen it also from students to CEOs, I've seen it helping them, you know, they start doing it in life, and then all of a sudden it makes things work a lot easier. Um, you know, so I think, I don't know, I, I, I think the... Um, um, one of the big uh, hindrances to doing something new is just to do it, you know, mm. and, you know, having, you know, this is, this is why a celebration partner can be so helpful is you start doing, you know, you have that because you have a date to do it, that kind of gives you a um, certain incentive to do it, you know, because, oh yeah, the other guy is going to look at what I'm doing. Oh yeah. I got to be ready for him. You know? And so like, you know, when I do my celebrate and choose, you know, what I actually do the night before is I kind of update my board and, you know, I actually think pretty deeply about what, what I want to be doing the next week. So I'm prepared for it. And then all of a sudden it's, it's, it's a very easy thing to do. Um, so I think, you know, with any system, you know, there's always a certain, um, um, oh God, I've got to do it. Um, well, you know, 
it's your friend. And uh, that friend is there to help you do what you want to do. And if your friend's helpful, then well, spend more time with him. If your friend's not helpful, that's okay too. Um, you know, and if you can engage a third friend that is your celebration partner to, to you know, or a third friend to be your celebration partner, then I, I think it's pretty easy to do. Yeah. And this, this feels like one of the major distinctions of it as a system is this idea of having a, a partner. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of celebration element. Um, yeah. And of course, the visualization aspect. Yeah. Well, I was actually very strongly, uh, very strongly influenced by, by the concept of coaching and powerful questions. And the, you know, I, I think personal agility isn't defined as a process to follow. It's a collection of questions to ask yourself. And you can ask yourself those questions whenever you want. You can ask them once a week. You can ask them once and you've got your answers. You know, it's, it's, and, and if you don't ask your, yourself those questions for a couple of weeks, well, what happens? You know, three weeks later, the questions are still there. The answers are still there. Maybe, you, you know, you update your board and, you know, move on. So it's, it's a very, um, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's like a tool that's, all, or a tool, a friend that's always there for you, these questions, because you're talking to yourself and, and you're talking to yourself in a friendly tone voice. Oh, mm, mm. what'd you get done last week? Well, give yourself a pat on the back. Okay. What could you do this week? Okay. What's important? What's urgent? And don't forget what's going to make you happy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was actually what perhaps a bit of a challenge for me. The, the what makes you happy part I didn't have in the framework at the beginning. Um, and I realized that the, the things that I was doing, I, I had the category health, family, health, and happiness. And I discovered that most of them were actually about members of my family and very few of them were actually about me. And this is why now other people had kind of raised the issue of, oh, yes, recognizing happy. But I'd always made it a, you know, an item in the what really matters column. And I decided, no, being happy is so intrinsic. You know, you got to ask yourself that question. You know, make sure you're doing something once a week to make yourself happy. Okay. Right. What else you do? You know, just make sure you got one thing in there for you uh, so that you can pat yourself on the back for it and say, oh, yeah. Um, you know, if, if that's, you know, climbing a rock or playing a piano or, um, in, in, in my case, I went to test drive a fancy electric car when I realized it had been a while since I hadn't, uh, um, you know, hadn't done anything for me. You know, just doing something where you say, yeah, I'm in control of my life. I'm doing things for me. And that can be really, really positive. Yeah. Yeah. And so for people who are listening to this and they're like, okay, I'm, yeah. I'm ready to give this a go, you know, where, where's yeah. the best place for them to start? Okay. Um, well, I mean, getting starting is really, really easy. Um, the, you know, because it's, it's, it's fundamentally a collection of questions and some tools to visualize it. Uh, so you can go to my website and uh, we have a quick starter kit that you can download, which has kind of, um, you know, there's, there, there's a quick starter kit, a guide for getting started. It'll walk you through your first celebrate and choose. Um, you know, there's the priorities map and the post-its and the color sticky dots to help you, make, you know, make sense of all the things that are happening. And so, you know, if you're looking for an easy way to get started, you can start with that. Um, there's, uh, of course, there's our book, which you can download also from my website, uh, satnetwork.ch, and the electronic version is available for free. Uh, or you can uh, pre-order a, um, a printed copy. Uh, by the way, we have a discount code for, for, your, for your readership, for uh, audi- audience, for your audience. Um, and then we have um, uh, we have our community site, uh, personalagilityinstitute.org. This is where you can join the community. We've got a number of free tools down there to help you get started. Uh, you could also sign up for the daily reminder to celebrate and choose. 
Right. And I can just only recommend that. I, uh, ah, okay. So here's a question for you. What did you celebrate yesterday and what did you, what did you choose to do today? Uh, so, yeah. So I said I celebrated uh, having a major retrospective meeting with the, with the client. Yeah. Uh, client that was important and we'd been trying to get yeah. it in for a while. Um, and it went really well. So I was, I, I was really happy with that. And what am I choosing to do today? Well, I've chosen to have this recording with you. Um, <laughs> I approve of this choice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to choose to take a walk. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough to do mm. this. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful day, which we don't yeah. always get in September in England. Oh, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to take a walk. Um, yeah. Awesome. No, but I've really found that powerful, actually, because uh, yeah. it's not a question people... You don't going to bump bump into somebody in the supermarket, and, they, and they're going to ask you what you're celebrating today. And uh, <laughs> my partner into becoming my celebration coach. So actually, having it on an email there is um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool to have that. Yeah, and that's that's actually what we created the email for. It was just just kind of a friendly reminder every day. Oh yeah, what do, what do you have to celebrate? And uh, you know, I get it too. And I you know, I go through phases where I kind of say, oh yes, this is you know, I know about this. And I say, oh yeah, wait a minute. Okay, it, you know, kind of wakes me up, and you know, it's just kind of a reminder to think about and focus uh, what I want to do today. And uh, you know, so I find that helpful, and it, it doesn't it doesn't need a person; it's just there for you when it comes in every day. Yeah, what do you got to celebrate, and what do you want to do today? And it's it's I, I don't know. I think this I, I think it's empowering. Celebrate and choose your life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so to, just to clarify those URLs, so it's um, SAT, it's A, it's S double A T, right? Dash yeah. network H. And yeah. that's where you can get the printed book. And if you use a discount code, started, being, yeah. mm-hmm. being human, um, you'll, you'll get a discount on the printed book. That's and correct. then there's yeah. a personal agility institute.org uh, yeah. where you can join the community. Where you can join the community. And we have a collection of free tools down there. So, like, if you want to print the stuff out yourself and can find the post its yourself, you know, that's also an op- you know that's also an option, um, you know, as as a way to get kind of everything you need to get started is available there in electronic form. However, it's kind of hard to do an electronic post it. So, um, so we have the sticky notes and the sticky dots, which you, which you can now order to get started. Right, right, mm-hmm. and uh, and as you said, that uh, the, the next big event is is um, so the book. You, you can pre-order the book right now. You can pre-order that- the book. You can download the current version of the book, which is the first four chapters. We, we, our current plan is to do two more chapters and then call it a book. Um, and the other thing you find out about on the, pers- on the um, Personal Agility Institute site are our upcoming events. And so like we have a monthly roundtable, which is organized by various practitioners, you know, where they share stories and, and connect with each other. And, um, uh, the next one, it's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a Zoom meetup, uh, next Friday. Well, geez, it's probably the Friday this podcast is coming out. Um, so you might wanna, you might wanna, uh, watch for the, uh, the announcement of the October, uh, October edition, but this is, this will be number five, uh, that's coming up in September. And, um, we, uh, Niroshan from, uh, I think he's from Sri Lanka. Uh, he's gonna be talking about, um, improving your value through agility. Okay. Um, because what's, what's really cool is, um, uh, this, this was actually, this is one of the, one of the people I met up in, in, um, uh, my trip to Sri Lanka, not Neuroshan, one, one of the students that are at our meetup there. And this guy was challenged by graduating, you know, fit, you know, exams and all the tests and the, and the reports and, and, uh, uh, dissertation, not dissertation, but you know, the, the, the bachelor work that you have to do. Then he's got to find a job. So he started doing personal agility to do it. 
And, you know, that helped him get organized and he was able to get through graduation. And um, then, then he got a job and he just, in the IT business and he discovered, oh, wait a minute, these guys are already doing agile. So the stuff that I learned in school or to finish school, this is really helping me get on the job. And the last thing was uh, uh, he was actually pretty good at organizing himself. And, and because he was good at organizing himself, he was good at uh, uh, organizing other people. And his company noticed that real quickly. Okay. So anyway, we kind of digressed from your question, which was how to no, get no, started. But I, I, think, I think that's interesting because I think this is what Lisa Atkins is onto, right? When she, yeah. she first recommended personal agility, I think it's because yeah. she see if we consider that whatever this thing Agile is, is, is yeah. A superior way of organizing people in the complexity yeah. age or the knowledge age. Or yeah. And then actually, if we can start to applying it ourselves and we become more organizing ourselves, it's, it's, mm-hmm. a, much, it's a much more powerful platform to, mm-hmm. to then um, seek to better organize the people around us in our organization. Yeah. Well, the technique is coaching. What's coaching? Coaching is asking questions to help people get unstuck. Okay, so you learn this kind of coaching stance and this coaching attitude. First, you practice it on yourself, you know, and you see what it does for you. But it is so natural just to say you get into work and say, okay, uh, what are we doing? Okay, what really matters here? Okay, what could we do? What, which of those are important? What's urgent? Okay, <laughs> what do we have to get, what do we want to get done by Friday? You know, and you, know, you just kind of ask these questions. And, you know, obviously, you know, those questions are just to start. There are more questions, you know, lots more questions that you can ask. But what you're learning to do is you're learning to help people think, you know, and you're learning to help people uh, solve problems together. And that's leadership. So I think this is a hugely powerful skill that people are getting. And I think employers are going to recognize that, um, you know, that the, the people who can practice agility in their own lives, they're, they're better at just about everything uh, that, that you expect from people at work, you know, getting things done, uh, collaborating with other people and, and leading people um, in, in a very... Um, uh, you know, servant leadership in a very effective way. Well, I, and I suppose that's the point. I think, I think what I'm getting here is that it's, it's building a muscle and developing a set of skills yeah. which mm-hmm. are particularly valuable in the modern work context in a way they may not have been 100 years ago, right? So there's something about the fact that this is emerging now as a particular m- modus that, that yeah. has, has power in our, in our world today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No, I can see that, and and how it's uh, it's a, it's sort of, and it, and it can give you an <laughs> if we wanted to think about it in these terms, a competitive edge, right? Because because I'm coaching myself all the time. Right. It's like I'm much more practice than if I'm just just attempting to coach others. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know one of the things I noticed trying to teach agility to, to senior leadership is what they've learned is something different. What they've learned to do is to solve problems, and then to get other people to. Um, you know, implement their solution. Okay. So the, you know, the main form of communication when you're, when you're looking at a leadership role is what are we going to do? You know, and today in a complex world, um, you know, your first, your first attempt at what is almost surely going to be wrong. So you, you kind of have to iterate on the what. And in order to do that, you have to deal with a deeper question. And that question is why? And, and being able to, to, and, and the other thing is you have to activate, uh, your goal is to get the hands and feet marching in the same direction. Your goal is to activate the intelligence in the room, okay? And that's what coaching does. Coaching activates your intelligence. And these are, these are the leadership skills that I, that I think are necessary today to deal with the complex world. This is that we can, you know, rapidly recognize what's happening, recognize the need to, to you know, change our plan or adapt our plan, 
um, you know, to meet the uh, to meet the needs of the situation as it develops. Um, so as I say, I, th I think coaching is going to be a basic skill, and I think this is why I think this is why why agility is is um, difficult to bring into, especially large organizations, because coaching hasn't you know it's not been about getting other people to solve the problem. It's not been about activating the intelligence. It's been about the leader solves the problem. And so this is this is the paradigm shift, or one of the paradigm shifts that we're seeing is that we're um, you know, we're becoming problem solvers, uh, you know, collaborative problem solvers, um, rather than being, you know, the guy or the gal with the solution, uh, we activate the intelligence in the room. And I think personal agility is kind of the foundation for that. And I think we're going to see personal agility showing up as kind of the basis of a lot of different approaches, you know, how you get people to collaborate together effectively. Yeah, and, and that is a that is a paradigm shift. It's a it's a shift from because because I suppose I, and I, when I think about the sort of self development and personal development industry, a lot of it is about you know how can I be the best version of myself, and of course that's still important. But there's something here about how can I yeah, as you say, activate the the collective intelligence of those around me in a powerful way, which is which is which is slightly different focus. Oh, it's a completely different focus. It's a completely different focus. Um, the, you know, I, I bring the solution or you, this group of people around me create the solution. In, in the first case, I'm, I'm taking the problem, thinking it through and saying, okay, let's do this. And in the second case, uh, I'm saying, okay, here's the problem, guys. Do we understand the problem? What would be a good solution? You know, and, and we kind of go through this, this, um, we go through this exploratory process. This is what design thinking is about. Okay. Um, you know, what's the problem? Okay. Ah, this is the problem. Okay. Now, how could we solve it? Ah, you know, these are ways we could solve it. Which one? Well, let's try this one. Oh, that doesn't resonate with the customer. Well, let's try again. So, you know, this, 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 this all requires a lot of, of, you know, problem solving skills and collaboration skills. And as I say, I, I think this is what, uh, this is what dealing with the complex world is, is, is all about. Um, you know, which is why, you know, as I say, to come back, you know, come back to my original point, this is, this is the new skill that leadership has to learn. You know, how do we activate the intelligence in the room? Because that's where the, that's where the power is, the power of the people in our organizations. Right. Yeah. I can, I can really see that. Yeah. And, and to be honest, is that you're the first person really sort of powerfully making this point, actually. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can tell, you know, you know, the awful lot of the literature and what, what we hear about, it's all about how do we, um, you know, how do we best organize teams and, and right. just, how do I best organize myself as a mechanism or as a lever for organizing teams is, 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 is it seems to me like an emergent new conversation. Mm, okay. Okay. That's, that's a very, yeah. um, you know, one of the guys who's really inspired me is this guy, Derek Sivers. And, and he's got this video of the dancing guy on the hill. And, and he's oh, yes, to, I knew that one, yeah. Um, and, and, and he says, the first guy is a lone nut. <laughs> and, so, and, you know, and, 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 you know to, to be a leader, to do something new, you got to be a little bit crazy. Uh, but then you get people, you know, get people excited about it, and they come on board, and then they start dancing too. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I hope is, is going to happen with personal agility. Is is that you know a year from now that you're you're not going to notice Peter Stevens anymore? What you're going to see is you know people all over all over the place kind of celebrating the dance and and um, you know sharing how it's done and sharing their successes. And it's going to be mostly about you know it's it's, it's going to be mostly about what we what we did through personal agility and what personal agility helped us become. Mm, yeah. So I don't know the viral approach and 
I've, I've, I've actually, uh, my, my own belief in, in transformation work and working with executives is that the viral approach is a great way to apply to uh, apply transformation in the organization. You know, start dancing, that is start being agile yourself. Um, show your friends how cool it is, you know, how, how much cool and fun it is for you to be agile and they'll want to be agile too. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, everybody's agile. It's not that yeah. difficult. Just got to want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I get, I get that. I mean, there's an argument that, that that's the only way that change happens, right? At some level, it's uh, in modern organizations, it sustained change happens is through that viral effect. Um, yeah. And I suppose as I reflect on it, it's not quite true that you, there are others, right? There's Jim Benson yeah. with personal yeah. campaign and right. mm-hmm. there was Dave Allen before you with get, getting things done. Um, but but you de- you certainly uh, seem to have something quite distinct here. Yeah, well, one of the one of the things that while I was doing while I was creating personal agility is I was interviewing my customers about why were their agile transitions failing, and I discovered the same patterns at the organizational level as at the personal level. Basic skill, get things done. Okay, basic skill, prioritize. Uh, basic skill, focus, don't do too many things at once, okay? These, 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 these same problems, I saw them at the level of individuals, I saw them at teams, I see them in organization. Um, you know, and I've also seen organizations apply these patterns at the top to say, okay, we want to transform ourselves, how do we do it? Well, let's focus, let's work, let's work on small steps, let's make sure we understand, what, you know, why we're doing what we're doing, okay? I would say, what really matters to the organization? Get everybody understanding that. Um, in fact, one of my favorite, one of, one of the favorite things, um, uh, one of my hobbies is space and space travel. And, uh, we had a, uh, there was a festival in Zurich. It's, it's the, uh, it's the, it's the, uh, reading and understanding about space and space travel rather than actual space. I, I, I've not, I have not, um, I have never actually been in space. Um, if I were offered the chance to, to go to Mars, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm not sure if I would take it or not, but I, I would be tempted. Um, but I was looking at the, uh, listening to the history of the Apollo program. And what was really interesting was, was how, um, in Apollo, they mobilized 400,000 people. It's almost like a military mobilization for, for peaceful purposes, uh, to get a man on the moon. And one of the interesting things that I, that I kind of heard over and over, everybody basically knew two, maybe three things about the Apollo program. First thing, we are going to the moon. Second thing, it's not going to fail because of me. Third thing, if we have any problems, remember the first thing, we're going to the moon. Okay. And so these very, very simple, simple rules, this very clear statement of what really matters, um, that gave everybody what they needed to know to do their part to, um, you know, build spacecraft and, uh, build spacesuits and, um, you know, do everything else that they had to do, uh, to get an astronaut to the moon and back. And uh, so, so I think that this, you know, listening to these stories kind of confirmed to me, you know, if people understand and agree on what really matters, alignment is, is, is possible over very large scales. Um, you know, and you get that alignment and then amazing things can happen. Right. Um, yeah. You know, so we say, how do we connect this to, your, to you? Well, let's get clear on what really matters. And if you can communicate that, then, well, you know, other people can, can align around that and, and follow your lead. So, you know, I think all of these things, they start at the low, you know, they start at the individual, you know, we're a world of individuals and it's the interactions between those individuals that, that, that makes, uh, makes our society special, makes our company special. Three, individuals and interactions. That reminds me of two things. One is emergence and complexity and the other is the agile manifesto. <laughs> right. Of course. 
Yeah, and of course, yeah. Everyone, let's bring it right back to that right there for the very yeah. first time. Individual, right? Individual. So uh, let's uh, let's focus as individuals on uh, on our agility. Awesome. Okay. Well, Peter, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you, Richard. Yes. Uh, I hope I can play some part in getting this uh, movement out there. Okay. Well, thank you so much uh, for the opportunity, and uh, I look forward to hear, to you know seeing this in real life. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye bye. The Being Human podcast was brought to you by First Human. For more on First Human's human-focused coaching and leadership programs head to firsthuman.com.